Welcome to Political Beatdown. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by the one, the only, Michael Cohen right there. We've got a lot to discuss. Donald Trump's lawyers met with special counsel Jack Smith and Jack Smith's team of prosecutors in Washington, D.C. And from all reporting, Jack Smith told them, get ready for an indictment, and this can happen at any moment. Also, you know what could happen at any moment? Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis can indict. We saw barriers being set up outside the courthouse in Fulton County where the grand jury is meeting there. The question is, what's going to happen first? Also, the question to ask Rudy Giuliani is, why are you making a video further now engaging in defamatory acts after you filed a document in federal court admitting to the defamatory acts? Rudy Giuliani, I think I know the answer. It's a bit rhetorical. Rudy Giuliani, He's an idiot. Rudy Giuliani filed a stipulation <laughs> admitting that he defamed the Georgia election workers, Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss. It says that in the declaration that he signed and filed. Then he made a video saying, I didn't file anything that said that it did. We will show his words. Also, we're going to show you the numbers of uh, economic growth right here in the United States through the roof. GDP exceeding expectations. All other economic metrics are up, up, up. Also, the Manhattan District Attorney requesting access to the full Trump deposition from federal judge Lewis Kaplan in the E. Jean Carroll case. And if we have some time for it, we'll show what's going on in some of these congressional hearings taking place as we are live and shortly before we went live. But Michael Cohen, a lot to discuss there. How are you doing, sir? Uh, listen, we are all hanging in there every single day waiting. That's what it is. We are waiting for this indictment. And it's not one. It's the potential two. And I get a lot of, you know, comments, whether it's from the Brigaders, whether it's from people on my Twitter or threads or any other social media platforms that I exist on. Hey, what's taking so long? Why haven't they already indicted Trump again? Right. This will be the third and fourth time. And I'm going to be honest with you. I kind of enjoy the fact and I know it's not supposed to. I'm supposed to be above it, but I can't help myself. I'm enjoying the fact that Donald has to be, you know, stewing based upon the anticipation because the anticipation is like 10 times worse than the reality. You know, hey, hey, Salty, go to the anticipation commercial because this is really what it's all about. <laughs> I, li I like the anticipation. I like the anticipation That's commercial right, right there. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's all about anticipation. All right. It's giving him an agita. It's giving him a stomachache. Rest assured, right? He's not wolfing down those burgers the way he was before. It is 100% irritating to know that this is coming. It's, it's coming any day now. Oh, damn it. It didn't happen Thursday. Now I have to wait till Friday. You would be shocked as the, as the defendant in this that you actually want it over because the anticipation is a lot worse believe it or not, than waiting for it to happen. Uh, it's it's really an interesting thing. And unless you've been involved in this sort of situation as I have, you really cannot fully comprehend. But trust me, the anticipation of the dropping of the indictment 
That's what's really driving him crazy right now. When is it going to happen? What will I be doing? How do I have to react? Blah, blah, blah. And again, I couldn't be happier that it's going to take another day or two. Hopefully, it's Monday. Maybe it'll ruin his golf, you know, his golf swing again. Um, let's, let's just all sit back and wait, knowing that this isn't the first, right? This will be the third and potentially fourth indictment. The guy's already an expert at it. But, but Michael Cohen, Donald Trump wants to testify. He, he's saying he's going to have fun. He posted it on sure. Truth Social, so you know it's sure. it's got to be the truth. Here, pull sure. this up right here. He goes, we'll have fun on the stand with all of these people that say the presidential election wasn't rigged and stolen. He says the trial of the century. He says, we're going to pull it up in just one moment. He says that it's going to be fun because you know Michael Cohen as someone who's litigated with Donald Trump, who noticed his deposition, who's sought his testimony, who's observed his testimony in other uh, legal matters. You, you know that D Donald Trump certainly loves testifying the same way he fled to Scotland and Ireland during the E. Jean Carroll trial. He's going to have fun, Cohen. Yeah, fun, fun, fun for Donald. You know what? You know who has fun? We. We have fun as the viewers watching Porky Pig there sitting there. I take the fifth. I take the fifth. Yeah, that creates the trial of the century. The fifth. The fifth. Based upon counsel's recommendation. <laughs> the fifth. The fifth, it's a bunch of bunch of bullshit. He doesn't want to testify. The problem with Donald and <laughs> testifying is he's lied so many times about everything. Remember when you were a kid, your teacher used to tell you or your parents used to tell you, a lie begets a lie. Well, what happens if you've lied over 40,000 times? What happens then? The problem is you can't keep track of your lies. And so, you know, you, you just, you flub. Very much like he did in the E. Jean Carroll case. In fact, he doesn't want the deposition that will ultimately be taken in the $500 million fraudulent bogus bullshit case that he has against me in Florida. He doesn't want it released. He wants it to be gagged uh, so that you know it never it never gets released and you know we have our papers in stating uh we don't understand the reason why. It is of uh, national interest, and there's no reason why this matter should not be transparent for the American people. And yeah. I totally agree with that. And my lawyers um, put their papers in to that effect, which, of course, contradicts the request and the demands of, um, you know, Trump's counsel down there. Yeah, you're talking about the case where Donald Trump sued you for $500 million in federal court in the yeah. Southern District of Florida. So you responded, okay, you, you're suing me. I have to hire all of these lawyers right now, and I want to give a special thanks, by the way, to all of the beatdown brigaders who contributed to Cohen's Legal Defense Fund. But look, that's not an easy thing for you to do. You are a proud person. And so asking for help, you know, I, I know you and I talked about it privately. It's, 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 a, it's a tough thing. But he's suing you for $500 million. It was an ask that you had to make to make sure you got the best lawyers. Because, yes, is it a frivolous case? Sure. But he's suing you for $500 million. And then, Cohen, what do you do? Cohen, you say, look, you're suing me. Okay. 
let me take your deposition. And the guy who says, <laughs> we'll have fun, we'll have fun. Here, I think we got the post that he made right now. Just pull that up, Salty. The guy who goes, we'll have fun on the stand with all of these people going to be fun in a case where he sued you, Michael Cohen. He sued you. He goes, yeah, I don't want to have my deposition taken. Yeah, well, let's push it to sometime in 2025. He sued you. Yeah, well, he doesn't seem to understand, and clearly his lawyers, once again, are giving him very bad advice. But it's exactly what you would expect from the D team. They gave him bad advice because that's the advice he wants to hear. And they all know that if you tell him what he wants to hear, at least you survive the day. So now he turns on and he goes, I don't want to testify. I don't want to be deposed now. So push it <laughs> off until push it off until after you know, after uh, the election. And so his lawyer legitimately goes into court and says to the judge, who I'm shocked didn't laugh in his face. And he said, we'll do the deposition, but we'd like it to be 90 days after the election. Well, that's not how it works. You are the plaintiff. You are obligated to push the case forward. And on top of that, he has asked for confidentiality across the board on everything, to which, of course, we replied, why? Why? And then the judge said, you know what? We're going to impose not on the defendant, which most of the time is where it lies as to why it should not be, but rather on the plaintiff as to why it should be Um held in strict confidence. Now, anything that may be attorney-client privilege, I fully understand and I appreciate. However, everything not everything that I did for him, in fact, most of the things that, if not almost all the things that I did for him that are topics of conversation are not things that were done under attorney-client privilege. So, look, we will see yeah. what happens. We will see how the court you know, makes its determination. I'm pretty confident in my lawyers, Danya Perry and Ben Brodsky. I mean, two aces in the hole, yet versus the, you know, Donald's, this, um, what's it, Alejandro Brito. I mean, just, I feel kind of bad for Brito in some crazy way because I know that what he's doing is trying to placate Donald and that doesn't work. So if he's watching right now, and I suspect he is, you can't do that. That was one of the few things that I used to do, very different than anyone else. I wouldn't just give him the answer, meaning Donald, the answer that he wanted to hear. I would give him the answer that I thought was best within which to protect him, believe it or not, from himself. Well, you know what you also can't do if Brito is listening or Trump is listening? You can't assert attorney-client privilege when you sue someone who is your lawyer and claim they engaged in problematic conduct when they were the lawyer because that waives the attorney-client privilege. So not only does this matter not fall within the ambit of attorney-client privilege, even if it was attorney-client privileged information from all the case law that I've reviewed over the years in this area, the moment somebody sues a lawyer 
And again, regardless of whether they were acting in a legal capacity or not, the moment they sue that, you waive the attorney-client privilege. So it's just, to me, a frivolous objection. You've got top-notch lawyers who are going to get the that. The whole case is yep. frivolous. I yeah, mean, exactly. the whole case is frivolous. It's fraught with nothing but frivolity and nonsensical vermins and, and allegations, most of which aren't backed up by any facts yep. at all. It's merely backed up by allegations coming from either Donald or from Brito. And that's not the basis of a cause of action. Why well, Donald Trump says, we'll have fun. Well, I mean, if, if he had Good. fun. Good. <laughs> we'll have fun. I can't wait. I need some fun in my life, as I'm sure the brigaders too. You know, a lot of us haven't been having a lot of fun over the last couple of years. Because I'm sure this is fun for him as well. This is a letter sent by Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg to <laughs> federal judge Lewis Kaplan just moments ago before we went live. And it uh, says, Dear Judge Kaplan, on May 15, 2023, our office, the Manhattan District Attorney's office, served a trial subpoena on the law firm of Kaplan Heckler and Fink LLP, that's E. Jean Carroll's lawyers, um, for the full transcript, full video recording, and all exhibits related to the videotaped deposition. Then Donald Trump's lawyers objected to it. And then on July 7, 2023, the judge in that case, Juan Mershon, issued a decision and order rejecting Donald Trump's lawyer's objection to turning over uh, the videotape deposition. And now, therefore, the Manhattan District Attorney, the people respectfully request your honor, turn it over to us is what the letter said. I summarized it, but it's saying now we get the videotape deposition. And for those who have seen that videotape deposition, the excerpts that the jury was able to see as well is one of the key factors, of course, that led to Donald Trump being found liable. And Donald Trump said some of the most repulsive and disgusting things in that uh, deposition. You know, he was asked about his comments about whether being a star allows you to sexually assault people. And Donald Trump's response was, unfortunately or fortunately, that's the way things are. And then E. Jean Carroll's lawyers asked him, so are you a star? And Donald Trump says, yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a star. And so putting that together, that was uh, very compelling evidence. And there was a lot more compelling evidence there as well. But you, you see this new lawyer Who's joined? You, you want to comment on that, Cone, before yeah, I move so on? Yeah, I actually really want to just comment to the brigaders because a lot of folks, again, are asking, oh, come on, how come the indictment didn't happen? Why is everything taking so long? And you're right. Don't get me wrong. I'm as frustrated as the next person. I wanted to see accountability, but I will be, I, I will put a prediction out there for the brigaders. First and foremost, while there's going to be, at minimum, four cases pending against Donald all at the same time. January 6th, the mar lardo documents case, the Fulton County, Georgia case. We also have the uh, Manhattan District Attorney case. There's also the civil matter, uh, which is the New York AG case. But I was only referring to the four uh, criminal matters. I believe that the Alvin Bragg case, the Manhattan DA case, will be the first one to end up going to trial, which it's expected to be March of 2024. Not sure why it's taking that long, but March of 2024, we're approximately six months away, give or take. Um, I also predict that 
that's the first case that will come down with a guilty verdict. And I yep. say that obviously knowing the testimony that exists, not just mine, but the testimony of others, as well as the documentary evidence that's in the possession of the Manhattan District Attorney. And a lot of people want to say, oh, come on, man, it's a bullshit case, campaign finance violation, business records. Okay, compared to seditious conspiracy, compared to um, you know refusal to return top secret documents, obstruction of justice, or, you know, trying to overthrow an election. Yeah, I acknowledge that if we're handicappers and we're playing the horses, this should be the fourth horse coming in in that race. But it doesn't make a difference because the horse is still coming in. The point is, it is illegal. It is criminal for, um, you know, for, um, for him to have done the actions that have been done. And at the, at the end of the trial, that's the only conclusion that the jury will be able to, you know, to, you know, reply with because it's factual. It, if it was any one of us, we would have already been indicted. We would have already been prosecuted and probably already convicted and sentenced. So why does he get to extend the time period? Well, okay, he was the former president of the United States. I'll grant him that. But that doesn't mean that just because it's happening slower means that it's not going to come to fruition because I assure you, and I really believe this wholeheartedly, I assure you that is going to be the very first case that returns a criminal conviction. You think about the calendar of cases coming up, right? New York Attorney General, yep. October of 2023. In January of 2024, you've got two civil cases, the E. Jean Carroll second defamation case, as well as a multi-level marketing scheme class action brought against Donald Trump. Then you have your March 2024, Manhattan DA. And then as of now, you have your May Donald Trump theft of classified records case. So boom, 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 boom. And then you're going to have these other cases that are going to be scheduled as well. So once we hit October, it's going to basically be a Trump trial, civil or criminal every two months from now into the foreseeable future. And so did all of the building blocks there take a frustratingly long amount of time? Yes. But do you want to make sure that all your I's are dotted and T's are crossed where Donald Trump is going to file every single motion and appeal and challenge that exists? You better be damn straight. You want this to be buttoned up. Have you seen this new lawyer, Cohen, this John Laura, who's kind of pushed out Christopher Keis as, you know, the main person on the kind of Trump legal team? You have Todd Blanche. The thing about Christopher Keis is he's a very, I was going to say, like a very dorky guy, but actually a very good lawyer, former solicitor general in mm -hmm. Florida. But he doesn't look cool. like, a, and, and that's such a ridiculous thing to say. But that's how Donald Trump makes his decisions. Yeah. He looks like a dorky nerd, but he gives actual good advice. And when it came to Donald Trump's theft of records, 
Tice actually had a strategy before Jack Smith was appointed where Trump probably never would have gotten charged if he listened to Kais. Kais wanted to make a deal where there would be an apology to the Department of Justice, admit that documents were taken that shouldn't have been taken, and reach a settlement with Merrick Garland. Now, that's, the brigaders would have, if that, that went exactly, down. But that's exactly why he's been pushed out. It's exactly. exactly the reason that he is no longer leading the charge because Donald to do something that Donald has never done in his entire life, and that is to apologize for anything. Yep. Shit, do we not remember when he stood there holding the Bible upside down in front of the church in D.C., and he said, right, or he, and he said, I think it was to Hannity or someone on Fox, that I've never apologized to God. I've never done anything wrong. Well, that's an amazing thing to go through your entire life without ever doing anything wrong. I'm sure he was nice to everybody. He was always kind, compassionate, sympathetic, empathetic, because yeah, that's just who he is. He's never had a reason to apologize to the Lord for anything that he has ever done. It's truly an amazing thing. So to tell him now to acknowledge that you took it, I shouldn't have. I'm sorry. I did. I'm returning it. Let's just call it quits. That's why Kai's is no longer there. Yeah, you know, and and Trump picks people. I'm gonna I'm gonna find this photo of of Christopher of Christopher Kais in a moment, so you can see what I'm refer you know what I'm referring to. Donald Trump wants to pick people who are out of central casting for who he thinks in Hollywood would play the lawyer and that's his criteria so chris kais a brilliant guy but you know he's he's a little nerdy but look at me you know i'm 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 a nerdy dude you know i'm a nerdy yeah, dude like, <laughs> no no I, I acknowledge that and i think the brigaders <laughs> too you're definitely a little nerdy i'm i'm definitely a little nerdy guy so i i, I don't mean to insult christopher kais it's just you know a, a reality to become self-aware but he picks the takapinos who he believes are going to yeah. be the bull in the china yeah, shop the, and the boris epstein's the same thing boris is a big burly guy by the way Alejandro Brito is the same as Takapinas. He's the same exact guy with just a different name. They're both like 6'3", six, 6'4". Six, they both weigh, you know, 215, 220. The same with Boris Epstein. He's just not in the same good shape as the other two guys. So it's it's really kind of funny. You're right. He thinks it's out of central casting. He thinks that these are his bodyguards. He, The guy is so stupid he doesn't understand. That, yep. That's not how you choose a lawyer. You know, he used to always say the, the lawyer that he thought was right out of central casting was a lawyer by the name of Mark Kazowitz, a brilliant yep. criminal lawyer uh, brilliant. here in New York City. He happens to be Kazowitz. a brilliant guy, yeah. but he is out of central casting. Got the perfect white hair. He's incredibly sure. He's got the perfect glasses for him. Not nerdy at all, right? He's not a big guy, <laughs> but he is a really good lawyer. He couldn't make it under the Trump group either, because yep. when you try to give Donald Trump good advice, no, Donald, don't stick your tongue in the electric socket. Nothing good's going to come out of it. Ah, die. He goes, you know, it's going to charge me up. It's going to make me strong. Right. I saw it <laughs> on a cartoon once. I saw a guy stick his finger in an electric socket and become a superhero. No, that's not really how it works, Donald. No, nah, no, nah, I should. 
then you finally get the one idiot lawyer that's going to say to him, yeah, Donald, stick your tongue into the electric socket. And he does it, right? All of a sudden, that guy gets booted too. But the problem is the moron stuck his tongue into a socket. That's the whole point. And it's the same thing as a metaphor, right, for what's going on in all yep. of his legal antics, which is why, Ben, he's losing. He's losing everything for a winner. You know, I like how his... I like how his supporters are constantly saying, Donald's a winner. Donald's just a winner. Everything he does, he's winning. Well, uh, how did those 60 lawsuits go? Right? No, he lost. He lost. He constantly is losing. He's twice indicted, twice impeached. He lost on a criminal assault case. He's going to lose again for not keeping his mouth shut. He's going to end up with two more indictments, possibly even a third. I mean, there's nothing that's going right in the world of Donald Trump as far as legally. And that's because while all of these people are around him, none of them really know him. None of them really care about yeah. him. And so it's for them. They're using Donald to propel their own image to, in order to give themselves some clout and some television time and some notoriety. And their feeling is, ah, fuck it. If the guy ends up in trouble. Listen, even Dershowitz used to always say, yeah, my record is not as great in terms of win and loss. But then again, look at the people who I was representing. These are practically impossible cases to win. And from time to time, I'm actually winning them. And he's right. That's the problem. These people don't have Dershowitz's mind. These are, I mean, look, Alina Haba, with all due respect to her, she's a parking lot lawyer. And some of the other lawyers that you now see representing him, yep. personal injury. And nothing wrong with personal injury. I, I did personal injury in 1995 to like 2001. And then on after that with medical malpractice, I have no issue with that. And you get a lot of experience in terms of trial work. But there's a big difference when you're talking about what you're doing for a former president of the United States that's going against the United States attorney's office. And the ultimate result is they want to lock his fat ass up for the rest of his life. Put, pull up the photo, Salty, of Christopher <laughs> Keis. So, so, so that's Christopher Keis. You know, by all accounts, though, actually a very brilliant legal mind. But he's been kind of sidelined now from the legal team. He's got this new lawyer, John Lauro and Todd Blanche. Those were the two lawyers, not Keis, who met with Special Counsel Jack Smith today. By all accounts, Special Counsel Jack Smith said, "We are indicting him." have him get ready for an indictment. We don't believe that's going to be happening today because there have been some inquiries with the magistrate judges. If there's anything on their docket today, there isn't. So I don't believe based on the data we have available that's happening today could happen tomorrow. The grand jury just walked out as well. The vote could be uh, already taken as of now where they could be going back to take the vote tomorrow. But we're talking within days perhaps a week or weeks. We're not talking about months at this point, but I want to show you the new lawyer, John Lauro, who is one of the people in this meeting with special counsel Jack Smith's team. And if he said things like he's saying on this news interview, I'm going to say it didn't go too well. Play the yeah. But there's no need to appear in front of any grand jury right now. President Trump did absolutely nothing wrong. 
He's done nothing criminal, mm. and he's made his case that he was entitled to take these positions as president of the United States. When he saw all these election discrepancies and irregularities going on, he did what any president was required to do because he took an oath to do exactly that. All right, we'll dig more into that in just a minute. But first, you're going to be solely focused on the Jack Smith investigation into the aftermath of the 2020 election. You're also part of the team that was trying to dig into whether others in the pres former president's orbit received target letters like he did. What have you found? Well, the bottom line is that uh, the special prosecutor, which is really the Biden Justice Department, is after President Trump. And that's the focus. And they're they're accusing the president of two things, essentially. Number one, that there was some kind of effort to obstruct the January 6th count. The only thing that President Trump asked is a pause in the counting so those seven contested states could either re-audit or recertify. I've never heard of anyone get indicted for asking for an audit. What, what President Trump was looking for was the truth, was to find out exactly what happened in those seven contested states. That's just not criminal. The other statute that they're looking at is whether or not President Trump intimidated anyone or ballot stuffed. And that's an example of really the criminal justice system used, being used against the victim. Because here, what, what the president was seeing in real time after November is all these election discrepancies, all these unlawful acts at a state level. Mm -hmm. And what he asked ultimately is to find out the truth and get to the truth. And that's just not criminal. Well, Cohen, he may uh, he may be good in a Tommy Hilfiger ad, that guy. But if those are the arguments, looks like, I was going to say he looks more like a newscaster, right? Doesn't he look like a weatherman? And tomorrow we're going to have periods of daylight as day progresses, followed by by periods of darkness as night ensues. The same will probably happen for the rest of your life. I mean, bing, bang, boom. Okay, I got it. It's all right. I mean, what's with with them in their hands? It's it's like they're all trying to copy <laughs> Donald's. You know, bing, 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 bing. I mean, it's it's really sort of common. You know, Donald you gotta is have accordion hands. It's almost like right. It's like strike a pose. Don, Donald's telling the truth. Right. And it's it's just comical to watch them. Yeah. OK, listen, I don't know him from a hole in the wall. The truth is, Donald doesn't know him from a hole in the wall either. He's not getting and I when I say he Donald is not getting the right legal advice. He's not getting the right legal team because the right lawyer, the person who is probably most competent in order to represent him doesn't want to work for him. He is an impossible client. He doesn't listen to advice. He doesn't, he wants to follow his own advice and give you as the lawyer exactly the way he wants this case handled. And he doesn't pay. So it's like, why? What's the point in order to have somebody like him so that you could walk out of Jack Smith's office and there's going to be a gaggle of reporters, you know, sitting there to turn around and to say, oh, Mr. Laurel, Mr. Laurel, tell us, you know, what did they say inside? Well, you know, I really can't say anything right now, but, you know, uh, it's not as good as we would like it to be. And we're having more conversations. <laughs> Look, everybody is entitled to a lawyer. Everyone's entitled to a lawyer even Donald Trump. And if someone wants to represent Donald Trump, and I truly mean this, 
I won't hold it against them until they do stupid crap like that. Like, you don't see me right now making videos about Susan Necklace, who's one of Donald Trump's criminal defense lawyers, who goes through the process, you know, whether I agree with her or disagree with her. She's not out there just saying disinformation and propaganda and lies and harming the democracy. But when you go out there and start doing the Trump accordion hands and start lying over and over again to the people, then I'm going to call you out because you're not acting like a lawyer. Like John Laura there, that's not acting like a lawyer. That's acting like a fascist schmuck. That's what that is right there, and it's completely inappropriate. Well, he's also, nothing more than a mouthpiece. The same yeah. way Alina Haba comes out, and again, I you know I don't know them. I've met Alina several times because I've been deposed by her. And it, what's the point to come out and try to defend the indefensible? And that's what they're doing. It's no, it's no more defensible than the stupid bullshit from DeSantis when he's trying to rewrite, for example, you know, black history in Florida's curriculum. All right. There, there is no defense for this thing. I mean, anybody that can come out and try to create a defense for somebody like Ron DeSantis. Number one, it's un-American. Two, it's just plain fucking stupid. I mean, and three, you make yourself look like the asshole that you are. So if that's what you want to be, knock yourself out. But then the rest of us will call you out for exactly who you are and what we see you as. You know, you know, Donald Trump couldn't build a wall, but you know who could build a wall? Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis in front of the in front of the courthouse right now. Barriers are being put up because I believe there is an imminent announcement right now or that will be coming rather in the next day or two days or few days like this is imminent as well. I think first week of August, we're looking of an indictment of Donald Trump there. That's why those barriers are being put up. We still have a lot to discuss, including Rudy Giuliani putting a declaration in or, or filing a declaration in federal court in Washington, D.C., admitting that he committed defamation and lied about Georgia election workers and lied generally about the statements he made about fraud in Georgia. I think that is big. We're going to talk about some of the big economic numbers as well, showing that Bidenomics is working, and that's just backed up by the data. That and more after these quick messages. Ben Mycel is here. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Made's bed sheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics and makes temperature regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. Using silver infused fabrics originally inspired by NASA, Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long so you get better sleep every night. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh 
three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odors. And get this, Miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than bed sheets used by some five-star hotels. Stop sleeping on bacteria. Bacteria can clog your pores, causing breakouts and acne. Sleep clean with Miracle. Go to trymiracle.com slash beat to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo, BEAT, at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com beat and use the code BEAT to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40%. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash beat to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. I have a big family, and that means there's usually a lot of trash left over by the time the work week comes to an end. And frankly, I used to feel a bit guilty about this, but then I got a Lomi. Now that I have a Lomi, it's changed the way I think about my food waste. First off, Lomi transforms my garbage into gold at the push of a button. Lomi is a countertop electric composter that turns food scraps to dirt in just under four hours. Now, I love composting. Plus, it's made cooking at home even more fun. There's no more food rotting in my garbage and smelling up the kitchen. Thanks to Lomi, I only have to take out the trash once a week. And it's a hassle-free, mess-free experience. No more leaking bags. Here's something cool, too. I turn my waste into nutrient-rich dirt that I feed to my plants, lawn, or garden. That means it's not going to landfills and producing methane gas. I get to help the environment and make my life easier. And all the food scraps, plant clippings, and even those leftovers I forgot in the back of the fridge, they go back into my garden, helping me grow more nutritious food right from the backyard. I learned that food waste makes up a huge portion of our personal carbon footprint. And by reducing the amount of food that I send to a landfill, I'm helping to do my part for this planet while also feeding my garden. Now, whether you want to start making a positive environmental impact or just grow a beautiful garden, Lomi is perfect for you. Head to Lomi.com slash beat and use the promo code beat to get $50 off your Lomi. That's $50 off when you head to Lomi.com slash beat and use promo code beat at checkout. Thank you, Lomi, for sponsoring this. Thank you, Jordy, for doing such great ad reads, Jordy. We're what back. Political. <laughs> we're back. Political beatdown. Ben Micellis, Michael Cohen. Before we left, we were one of the we were the top news show of all of YouTube in the world. And I think we were number two of all YouTube shows in the world across all genres. So thank you all, Brigaders, for making you that know, possible. You know, Ben, again, usually. I tried to get it somewhere around the middle, but I think it's a perfect time for the two-finger salute. Oh, you're doing and I the two-finger two salute. I think the two-finger salute really has to go to Rudy Kaludi, drunken Giuliani, all right, for what he did to Ruby and to Shea 
the lying, the way that they organized this sort of hit squad against them. And trust me, my friend, I know exactly what it feels like when you have maggots coming at you day in and day out because of something that, you know, Donald and his uh, acolytes, his allies all turn around and say. And I get it. I'm in a different situation. I worked for this asshole for a dozen years. So maybe, you know, maybe I deserved what I got for backing him, for pushing him to, to run. Yeah, I get that. However, these two workers who really wanted to just help others to make sure that they voted, that voting was easy for them, that they were doing their civic duty to be thrown through the mud, to be slung at, to have their lives upended, living in fear for that. Rudy Kaluti, you fucking drunken scumbag. Fuck you to the nth degree, you limp dick asshole that you are. I fucking can't stand you, America's mayor. You are the single most pathetic human being that anyone could imagine. And trust me, trust me, because I know so much better than you do. Donald is going to throw your ass under the bus just as he did me and everybody else. He's going to blame this all on you. Just as soon as the indictment comes down, you're going to see how fast he's going to claim that he was acting on advice of counsel, that he's not the one who told you what to do, but rather you told him what to do. So get ready to get that slovenly body of yours run over by the bus because it's coming. And I, I assure you, Shay and Ruby will not be there to pick you up. All right. They probably would because at least they're empathetic and they have they're decent people, unlike you. But I truly hope that they don't because you deserve every single thing that's coming to you that you did to others. All the lies, all the shit that you pulled, it's all going to come back on you. It's called karma boomerang. Karma boomerang. You know, Ruby Freeman was so good. Ruby Freeman, we're going to make a separate hot take of that. Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss previously filed a defamation lawsuit against OAN and Rudy Giuliani. OAN settled. Giuliani failed to turn over all of the documents he was supposed to. He lied about it. He was sanctioned over $80,000. And then he filed a declaration uh, admitting that he engaged in defamation so that he wouldn't have to turn over any more documents because if he's just stipulating to liability, you don't need to actually turn over the discovery. It just becomes a matter of damages because he's admitting to all of the allegations uh, in the complaint. I'm going to show you in a moment the declaration that Giuliani filed, but in kind of typical MAGA Republican fashion, Giuliani, after he files a declaration, he makes a video of himself basically saying that what was stated in this mysterious declaration, the declaration you filed, that, that's not what I said. I, I didn't say that. Let me show you first. This is how I want to do it. First, I'm going to show you the video that Giuliani made of himself. Then I'm going to show you the declaration. We'll go through it together to show that what he said is a lie. And then I want to show you a video of Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss and the damage that was done by Donald Trump and Giuliani and these disgusting individuals. First, let's play the clip of Giuliani that was recorded after he filed the declaration in court. Play the clip. Number one, 
Giuliani is cooperating against Trump. Untrue. Giuliani is telling the truth, which is that Trump is entirely innocent. Fake news number two. Giuliani admitted that he lied. No. Uh, Giuliani, in a lawsuit, in order to reach the merits of the lawsuit, didn't contest the earlier portion of it with a clear statement that that was no admission that it was true or false. Happens all the time in lawsuits. It's called admission arguendo. And of course, only the most dishonest and cheapest of reporters deliberately misunderstand it. So let's make it clear. I have not admitted that I lied at any point. I haven't. And of course, I'm not cooperating against Donald Trump because there's nothing to cooperate about. The man is innocent and they're framing him. Yeah, this as, is, he, as he sits there and all of a sudden you hear this in the background. It's like, uh, Donald, Donald is, Donald is innocent, Giuliani. I like how everybody, how they all use, they talk about themselves in first, in first person. I mean, this drunken farting fool that he is. Shame on him. You know, when I remember watching these, these two um, women before the House Oversight Committee, I don't know about how anybody else felt, but it broke my heart. You know, especially knowing how painful it is and the stress that it imposes upon you when you go out, whether it's people wanting to shake your hand and say hi or people wanting to throw a bottle at you. You never know which way. So you're always you're always unnerved and, you know, your life is never the same. And what did they do to deserve this? They were working at an at a facility to help people doing their civic duty doing all of us the the service of helping people to vote which is the most important right that we have and shame on Rudy oh Rudy's not uh Giuliani's not cooperating he's just telling the truth and so listen this idiot is going to end up, well, he's already being disbarred, and soon he's going to end up in prison. And I assure you, Donald is going to throw him under the bus the same way Donald refused to pay him a single penny for any of the work that he did earlier. Do you remember there were reports that Donald was paying him like $100,000 a day? A day. How much of that money do you think he got? That's right. Zilch. You know, Giuliani was saying that Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss had a criminal past, which they didn't. He implied or even outright stated that basically they were uh, drug traffickers and they were trafficking and harvesting ballots the same way they did drugs and saying horrific things like that. I want to show you from the January 6th committee hearing. This is Shea Moss's mother, Ruby Freeman, and what she recounts about what took place here. Play this clip. I was Lady Ruby. My community in Georgia, where I was born and lived my whole life, knew me as Lady Ruby. I built my own business around that name, La Ruby's Unique Treasures, a pop-up shop catering to ladies with unique fashions. I wore a shirt that proudly proclaimed that I was, and I am, Lady Ruby. Actually, I had that shirt on. I had that shirt in every color. I wore that shirt on election day 2020. I haven't worn it since, and I'll never wear it again. <laughs> now I won't even introduce myself by my name anymore. 
I get nervous when I bump into someone I know in the grocery store who says my name. I'm worried about who's listening. I get nervous when I have to give my name for food orders. I'm always concerned of who's around me. I've lost my name and I've lost my reputation. I've lost my sense of security. All because a group of people starting with number 45 and his ally, Rudy Giuliani, decided to scapegoat me and my daughter, Shay, to push their own lies about how the presidential election was stolen. And now I want to read for you the declaration that Rudy Giuliani filed. So while they make these videos, and look, if there's any MAGA Republicans who watch this, and I know there are a bunch, take a look at what Giuliani said in the video where he refers to himself. Break, if that doesn't break your heart, you need a therapist. You really need you really need some empathy training. What a I just want to I just want to give her a hug. I don't know about you, but it's when I see her there, you know. She reminds me of so many people who I know from whether growing up or friends, moms, and so on. You just want to give her a hug. What the hell did she do to deserve this this extra tension? And this is intention like, oh, my God, I forgot to send out the credit card bill on Monday and it's due on Tuesday. You're talking about fighting the most powerful person on the planet at the time, the former president of the United States. And when you have the MAGA maniacs that he has, the fear factor, when you go to the grocery store, when you order food, when you put your name down somewhere, I understand what she's saying. And again, my heart goes out to her and her daughter, and not, this never should have happened. And I do truly hope that they're successful in court. And I do hope that Rudy has at least $1 left in his pocket so that they can take it from him. Yeah, I don't think he does, which is why I think also he stipulated to liability. But he says that he never admitted in a declaration that what he said was false. But OK, let's take a look at the declaration. Here's what it says in the declaration. Pull it up, Salty. It says defendant Giuliani concedes solely for purposes of this litigation before this court and appeal that defendant Giuliani made the statements of and concerning plaintiffs Freeman and Moss, which include all of the statements detailed in plaintiff's amended complaint. And he does not dispute for purposes of this litigation that the statements carry meaning that is defamatory per se. That is the first element of a defamation claim. Okay, two, that defendant Giuliani for purposes of this litigation only published those statements to third parties. That's the second element of a defamation claim. Three, that defendant Giuliani for purposes of this litigation only does not contest that to the extent the statements were statements of fact and otherwise actionable, that such actionable factual statements were false. He's saying that the statements were defamatory per se, transmitted to third persons, and that what he said was false. That is admitting to liability. And Rudy Giuliani says, oh, that's just called a stipulation arguendo. It happens all the time. It doesn't. I can tell you as a litigator who has represented people in high profile cases, this is a very unusual document. Maybe 
going back to personal injury law, in a car accident case where liability is obvious, you know, someone crashes their car, you admit to liability, so you just get to damages. In a defamation case, this is very unusual to stipulate to liability. And the clear terms of what he said is he's admitting that what he said is false. But they, they, they then go on TV and gaslight the American people and say, oh, I never said that. You did. It is in a declaration. And that is part of their destruction of he's, our judicial system. He is truly such a pathetic piece of shit. There's no other way to describe him. What he has become is the laughing stock of not just America. He's the laughing stock of the world. And what he did to these two innocent women, what he's done to so many people with his lies on behalf of the mango Mussolini. All right. It is beyond disgraceful. It's despicable, it's un-American, it's unconstitutional, and he deserves everything that he's going to get, plain and simple. By the way, those are just the facts. If he didn't file that document, I wouldn't be saying here with you, Rudy Giuliani filed the document. You filed the document. How pathetic are you then to make that video? So what? So Donald Trump isn't mad at you? And so the MAGA base isn't mad at you? You filed this document in court. But anyway, I digress. I want to talk about some good news, and that's Bidenomics. And I want to talk to you about it that the economy, some of the results are just crushing it right now. We've got U.S. GDP growth announced today up to 2.4%. Uh, to You've got inflation down to 2.97%, unemployment down to 3.6%. U.S. manufacturing is now number one globally. America has the fastest growing GDP of all G7 nations, the lowest inflation of all G7 nations. Stock market is up. You know, consumer confidence is up. These are good stats. These are good metrics. And if you go back and look, at what the MAGA Republicans were saying nine months ago, a year ago, well, a little more than a year ago, when the Democrats and Biden were pushing through these major pieces of legislation, what'd they say? Inflation Reduction Act, it's going to cause more inflation. It's going to crush, in the bad way, it's going to harm the economy. And it's the same thing with all of their theories. We got to do, everyone knows, trickle-down economics work. What we really need is socialism for the billionaires. And if we give billionaires unfair tax advantages and treat them with special privileges, maybe when they buy their yachts or their G6s, that they'll just trickle down some money to the rest of us. That is what they say. And it's always proven to be wrong. Everything these MAGA Republicans say just objectively is wrong. And I'm glad that Bidenomics is working because that's good for the American people. You think the American people right now are like, I wonder if Hunter Biden's dick pic should be out there. No, the American people are thinking about jobs, the economy, health care education and that's the issues that democrats are speaking, talking about but, yeah now speaking about hunter biden and the photos marjorie toilet green 
is really looking at some very serious criminality here, yeah. you know, for, yeah. I mean, this is, you know, it falls under that revenge porn statute. Totally. I mean, she could actually get thrown out of Congress and into an orange jumpsuit. I could only imagine what that fascia brute would look like Right. After, you know, a couple of days inside of a solitary cell. I mean, that would be something I'd like to see that pick. And, you know, maybe if I ultimately make it to Congress or someone, I would sit there and hold it up. Yeah. Check out Marjorie Toilet Green, you know, in orange. There's something so wrong with so many of these maggots and why they are behaving in the manner to which they behave. Despicable. I mean, just, you know. Like I said, un-American, unconst—I mean, just unpatriotic behavior. I mean, could you imagine you're attacking a guy because he had a drug addiction? Could you imagine what you what you're doing? You imagine? How, do you know how many people in America have someone in their family who's been affected by drug abuse or a friend? I mean, I don't think there's a single American that hasn't been touched by the drug epidemic that is just exploding everywhere. I mean, from, you know, fentanyl all the way down. I mean, this is no joke to opioids. This is no joke. And for her to make fun of it, for her to attack somebody who is desperately trying to hold it all together. And it's not like he doesn't have reason. And I'm not saying that there should ever be a reason to turn to drugs, but if you have to have a reason, you know, the loss, the loss of family members, the loss of the brother, you know, I, I mean, for God's sakes, think about what this poor guy has gone through. Think about what Joe Biden has gone through, not as a president of the United States, but as a fellow citizen, as an American, as a human being, and then to attack Hunter Biden on it, right? And to do it on the floor of the people's house to disgrace our home. Listen, it's why I call her Marjorie Toilet, because that's what she is. She's just she's just a just a piece of shit. You know, when I call it fascist, one of the things we talk about in the Midas Touch Brother podcast, I go, it's like fascist Furby talk. You know how like those Furby toys from back in the day, they had their own language. They're like, they're back and forth. You know, with the MAGA Republicans, when they take what they talk about on these right wing media networks and they bring it into these committee hearings and you've got really intelligent Democratic members who are like, what you really see the contrast like when you're like mr potato had this and the barbie movies a communist plot and dr oh. seuss this and this is too woke and bud light this and it's like and and the democratic members are like um can we talk about jobs and infrastructure can we talk about prescription drug prices and lowering them can we talk about bringing manufacturing here can we talk about equality can we talk about making sure women can control their own bodies can we talk about seniors and veterans and students like let's talk about the issues and i want to want to leave you with this cone because this is part of the fascist furby talk so Earlier in the week, we covered it on our Tuesday episode that the weakest speaker of the House in history, Kevin McCarthy, said that he's doing an impeachment inquiry into President Biden just based on made up stuff. And so today he's asked about that. And let me just show you what he says here. Play this clip of Kevin McCarthy. You're pretty excited. Yeah. Let me first correct you. Were you there when I said that? Okay, then what did I say? Okay, so you're, you're claiming 
that I said we're going to impeach the president. I floated the idea of impeachment. Okay, so you're wrong. So if you record, go back and watch. I said impeachment inquiry. There is a big difference. And let me First off, do you think he talks to male reporters like that? The level of mansplaining and like, first off, and, and, first and, and, off. No, what he's doing, in all fairness, what he's doing is he's trying to be Trump 2.0. You may remember when he sat there and it was to Jim Acosta. He goes, you're fake news. Quiet, quiet. He goes, I'm the president of the United States. I choose who I speak to. You're fake news. Quiet. Or then when he did it to uh, what was his name from Univision and he had him escorted out. What they're all trying to do is be Trump 2.0. Kevin McCarthy's not even Trump 0.5. He's just a pathetic weakling who only cares about his speakership. And he knows yeah. that on any given Tuesday that he can get shit can as speaker and thrown out by literally any one person in the, Dem uh, in the Republican side that wants him gonzo. So, you know, he's trying to play up to them. That's it. Just a setting aside he's the fascist Furby talk. Setting aside the fascist Furby talk and the actual substance of what he said, which is just absolutely absurd, the condescending nature yeah. of this, like this is just not what leaders do. Like leaders don't talk like that. That's just what jerks sound like. Like when you're raising kids or when you're interacting in leadership positions, like that's just not how you like that's just not how you treat people. It like, is at, it at is a basic when, level. Right, but it is when your goal is to fundraise off of it and to promote yourself before these MAGA morons so that you could end up raising funds too. That's all that this is about. This is one big giant fucking grift and a half that Donald has shown all of them exactly what needs to be done they get their five minutes you know in front of the cameras they then splice it they put it out there on social media on the newsmax the oans and so on and they go ahead and they fundraise off of it it's just it's it's not the way our government's supposed to run and it's why on every single show ben you and i yep. constantly keep saying share the show Share the show with all your friends so that we can ensure not just a blue wave. I'm talking about a freaking blue tsunami that just engulfs the Republicans, you know, when it comes 2024 election time and we get rid of all of these lunatics. And again, yep. I don't mind competing ideology. I actually I I honor that. I respect that. But not when you want that ideology to infringe upon somebody else's rights on history, on women's reproductive rights, on drug prices where people can't afford insulin. I mean, this bullshit has to stop. We need transparency in government. We need people to fight for us, not for themselves, to fight for us. And Kevin McCarthy, he ain't one of them. You know, the thing I love about the political beatdown community, the Midas Mighty at large, is it's just that. It's a community that's built by all of you brigaders and Midas Mighty out there. It's a compassionate community. It's a community that leads with empathy, with love, with intelligence, with truth and objective 
facts. And it's a community built by people who just said, you know what, I'm sick and tired of all this other crap and I can't take it anymore. So we are going to form this community together where we could spread positivity and spread the truth and share this information. And so I'm honored, Cohen's honored, we're honored to be a part of this community that you have all created and to be a member of this with you and stand shoulder to shoulder with all of you is an honor and privilege that Cohen and I talk about every single day. So from the bottom of our hearts, as we head into this weekend, we just want to say thank you, thank you, and thank you. Make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel as well as the audio podcast. Make sure you're subscribed to Political Beatdown on audio. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. Subscribe on both. Also subscribe to Cohen's other podcast, the Mea Culpa podcast, wherever audio podcasts are available as well. If you've seen all of those emojis that are floating around, you know, we don't have outside investors here at the Midas Touch Network, which may not be the greatest of all business models, but you know, we are supported by memberships to our YouTube channel, memberships on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Midas Touch. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you see that dollar sign on the bottom right. If you're not a member, go get a membership if you can. You can actually gift memberships to other people. You can ask to receive memberships. That unlocks the emojis and other special features on YouTube if you hit that dollar sign. So become a member if you can. Look, the best way you can help out though regardless is share these videos. Just send them to one or two people or however many people you can and say, hey, these guys come with the facts. This crew comes with the facts. Yeah, Cohen's really funny. Make sure you check it out. He's, he's not what you think he is. Cohen's funny, Ben's dorky. There's a little, there's a little, there's a, and, 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 and then also check out store.midastouch.com for the best pro democracy gear, including official mea culpa podcast gear. Store.midastouch.com. We also got the new legal AF fashion line that uh, launched today as well. It's actually some really good stuff. We had a top designer make that stuff, but also make sure you get the Mea Culpa pod. You get a good bundle, get the Mea Culpa podcast uh, shirt as well. So from the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Also, also support Michael's legal fund. Go to the firewallfund.com and in the description as well, you can support Michael Cohen's legal defense fund. Thank you for everybody who supported. It's gone a long way. Cohen's hired some of the best lawyers in the country who are representing him. Thanks to your your support. So thank you everybody for watching. We appreciate you. Thank you so, so much. We'll see you next time on Political Beatdown. Shout out to the Midas Mighty.